What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Real Talk NFT, where we talk all things Web3. I'm your host, Joe. Uh, here's my partner in crime, Brian. And today we got James Rosenthal, aka Ski God, an actual god in the top Solana project, a monkey baby business. Also, ex-pro player turned very successful stock crypto trader and now probably an NFT trader legend also. So welcome, James. Thank you. I, that, that last part, I don't know about. That's still to, <laughs> to be determined. But uh, yeah, we're get, we're giving it a go, testing a little bit of everything in the, in the space of, of risk and risk management. And uh, it's been fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, but you've done really well with risk and risk management. And when I heard your other YouTube's uh, interviews, I was really impressed by you know your strategy, which you can probably delve more into than I can. So yeah, tell us a, like a little bit about how you got into Web three and a little bit about you know your poker journey till now. Yeah, uh, I, I've told this story before just because I think it's fun. Um, you know, when you get into poker, like it's it's like the the way to kind of use your game theory, intellect, uh, competitiveness, in, in a weird in a weird way. Um, you know, I'm not really the gamer type, which a lot of people are, but for whatever reason, poker was just very fun. And, uh, I did it. I did that through college and, um, just decided, you know, fuck the real world. Hopefully I can swear on here. Sorry. Um, I was just like, whatever, I'm going to move to Vegas and try this poker thing for a while and just kind of kept doing that. Then, uh, kind of bounced around, you know, the legal, the legality of poker is still in question to this day, which boggles my mind. Um, but ultimately I never got that great at poker. It takes actually a lot of work to get very, very top notch at poker. It's, it's people think they're good at poker, right? Like (laughs) your cousin will be like, dude, I'm good at poker. I win all the time. in like my game that I play with my friends, but honestly, to become top notch in the world, you gotta, you gotta really put in the time and, and where it's gone. The game's gone is unbelievable. So kind of passed me by. Um, I just didn't work hard enough at it. And I was just kind of like, I deserve to win. When in reality, I wasn't like working that hard at it. So uh, luck uh, tapped me on the shoulder. And my buddy, who is another um, Solana guy, who is, is a guy I've followed in life um, quite a lot. He's, he's super sharp. Uh, been in the same poker crypto space. Also lives in San Diego. Um, was reaching out and asking people if they were interested in a trading opportunity, which I had never considered trading. I was just a poker guy. Um, and, you know, he was basically like, yeah, you know, there's a lot of crossover and tangible skills there. And uh, if you want to talk about it, let's talk about it. So I, I had a call with him, had a kind of one-off casual interview. And like two weeks later, I had moved to Chicago and started trading at this firm with five other poker players and sure enough uh it's been 10 years and we're all still all five of us are still there which is wild um and so that's what i do for a living i'm a futures trader mostly commodities stocks metals energies livestock agriculture whatever and then of course on the side crypto fits in there pretty well personally so i've been i think we were buying bitcoin and ethereum kind of Back in the day, like a lot of people, like 2013, 2014, when it was like 400, 500, stuff like that, making fun of our friends who were buying it at 1200. We <laughs> thought that was like such a bad buy, you know, but um, went through that 2017 craze, ICO boom, everybody at the poker table showing each other their 
ICO portfolios. Like, <laughs> dude, I'm diversified. No worries. It's all going to be good. You know, um, went through that bear market kind of um, one eye still open, one eye closed at the whole space, and then really went for it. Um, shout out to the much loved or hated Raul Paul, but like I, you know, I was trading during the chaotic. 2020 COVID times and our futures trading was like amazing. It was like my favorite time I've ever had in my personal job because markets were just nuts for like four weeks in a row, right? It was just nonstop, no sleep opportunity. And I just saw one of his videos about Bitcoin again. And I, you know, I, again, I, I owned some, but I didn't really have the conviction it all made sense. And for whatever reason, that was during that time where Bitcoin, I don't know if you remember in 2020, went from like 6K to like three or like mm -hmm, 3,500 yeah. or something. That last like exhausted move. And I finally like just went at it um, right around 4,000 or something and then just rode that bitch. And uh, yeah. that's when, you know, I got way more involved in the space, got into the ETH stuff, became an ETH guy. Um, bought punks, you know, we have a, a group out here that all own punks and that's been a, a great group to, uh, be a part of still my all time favorite NFT by far. Um, got, we talked a little bit about this, got into the proof, the moon birds, the, the random art, the, I don't own a squiggle, don't own a squiggle though. Um, <laughs> just, you know, kind of got into the ETH space and then when things died off, finally got kind of convinced to. You know, it's kind of cultish, right? So you, you get you you sink your talons into an ecosystem, and it's hard to like hard to let it go. Um, and I finally tried Solana, and you talk to most Solana guys, they're gonna say, "Dude, once you go over, like it's gonna be hard to go back." And like, it's true. <laughs> yeah. It's true. The Solana people are crazy, man. I get it. Um, you know, ETH people are like that. You kind of more classy like they understand art a little bit more like they're richer they're just like they couldn't be bothered with the people doing shoeys on solana I, I understand but once you get involved in the ecosystem especially if you find your way into like the project we might talk a little bit about mbb like there are some absolute killers there that even during this previous bear market last year like i came out way ahead because we're talking trad five stuff we're talking seed investments we're talking all these different things that are getting us through the turmoil of like you know solana at 13 dollars or whatever questioning everything and now that we're here everybody's a little bit vindicated the respects back to the solana ecosystem a little bit <laughs> and now I, I barely touch eth it doesn't make sense to go back unless there's like a really legitimate large purchase or something that makes sense to me so i know i just ranted for 10 minutes so sorry about that no, that that was amazing. That's exactly <laughs> perfect. Go ahead, Brian. I'll, yeah, I, I have a question about the poker, and then we'll jump into the NFTs. Were you mostly a cash game player, tournament player? What was your home casino there in uh, Vegas? Yeah, mostly cash. I'm, I'm a big fan of cash, going in and out whenever you want, table selecting, whatever. Um, and I mostly Aria. Aria was like the poker room of the day for a long time. So Aria and Bellagio, just walking back and forth between the two. I love Vegas. I'm actually going to Vegas tomorrow for a while, but like um, 
I love Vegas. I, I'm a, I'm obsessed with Vegas, and I lived right there at the Aria and the Veer Towers. So I would just yeah. walk downstairs, play, go back upstairs, live a really terrible, terrible lifestyle, <laughs> like nocturnal, terrible food, never touched a weight, like just, just. Ugh. But uh, it was fun, great times. I love, uh, I love Aria's restaurants. I, well, I go to Aria. I've gone to Aria quite a few times in my life, but everything from Javier's to oh, Carbone yeah. to Jean-Pierre Steakhouse, everywhere. Yeah. Like I could, I could stay there for two weeks and not go outside. And I'm feeling Got like it I'm all. living. <laughs> yeah. Got it all. And we have a Javier's in uh, San Diego now. So, so I find oh. myself there quite often. It's a little bit of a cartel hangout, but I look like <laughs> a cartel member, right? I could, I could pass for one. Why not? <laughs> nice. Park MGM is my hotel of choice because I think it's the only one that doesn't allow smoking anywhere in the actual oh. building. So, yeah. yeah. Actually, you know what? Speak real quick on Park MGM. First of all, awesome. Bavette's Steakhouse, fantastic. The Eataly there, like mm. casually walking around Eataly, getting all that. And then they had this bar that they just closed called the Nomad Bar. Oh. Uh, which was kind of tucked in the back, like a piano bar with amazing yeah, yeah. cocktails. And nobody really knew about it, but that, I guess that ended up being bad because they just closed <laughs> it. So that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Love the non-smoking. That's nice. Gotcha. Yeah, let's let's kick it back to uh, Solana a little bit because we talk, on our podcast, we really never dived into Solana as much as we should. Like you mentioned, they didn't get the respect that they deserved, I would say, during the 20 to 2020, 2022 you know, NFT boom days, but they were, you guys were still there. All my friends who are on Solana were very lively during the bear market. And I think it's owed mm -hmm. to uh, the project that uh, introduced, um, you know, you to me, uh, which is monkey baby business. How'd you find yourself parked there? Uh, because you, you're definitely in big, like, uh, I wouldn't say like my, you're in big collections with a lot of, you know, thought leaders like punks and proof. How'd you find yourself in a monkey baby business? Because I'm not expert there. I do have one, but I told you, I told you're the propeller hat king. I'm not sure if there's a strategy there <laughs> at all. It's a trait for those who don't know the, propeller hat. the corner of the market. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I call it. So when you have a uh, 15 of these things, there's like a tier you can get to called a bus driver, which is where a lot of the, the heavy holders of this specific monkey baby business project reside and i thought it would be cool some people are think it's awesome to get like the same trait 15 of them right mm -hmm. so nobody was really talking about the propellers and i came up with this funny name like the prop shop right and i was <laughs> oh, like yeah. all right i gotta get 15 of these things and nobody really cared about them so i just was kind of picking them off here and there when they when they were cheap um but yeah so so i came over to solana just from like I'll be honest. I, I don't remember. It might have been Catalina Wales was like one of the original mm. things I got suckered into over there. And that's a long story in itself. Um, shout out to the whales. Um, not really a part of that anymore. Um, it was cool. It was a, a great introduction. Um, they did a lot of cool things. Uh, one of the OG projects over there. But then uh, through some of those members that were, were having success and really seemed to navigate well, it just kept popping up like this, not only Solana monkey business, but the monkey baby business more. And I kind of was like, what is the deal with these two monkey things? Like, I don't, what's, are they different? Are they the same? Like, what's the deal? And from what, so 
this has been around like for a while already. You know, the OG Solana people have had monkeys forever. And I came in later when Solana was already like tanking. Right. And uh, so I came to learn that like they, the founder of monkey baby business, Finn had created these NFTs to give half away to current Solana monkey holders, like the, the monkey Solana monkey business holders. And then the other half they minted and like all the royalties and stuff were just being given to um, the SMB crew. And then eventually there was this thing where like they voted that they didn't actually want to bring those into the ecosystem because they were like some derivative and they didn't, I don't know if they wouldn't want to ruin the project or something. So they split and um, you know, I'm sure some people thought, well, that was the end of monkey baby business. But if you, and I, I really hope you guys get to talk to Finn once you meet Finn, you realize that project's not going anywhere, <laughs> and uh, he has taken it to like this, this level. Um, it's funny because like I think they're horrendously underpriced for what um, you get if you spend some time there, right? Like, I think it's the most powerful place to own one. You don't need to be a bus driver. You don't need to have the fifteen or the five or whatever. But like. I think everybody should hold at least one because you have access to like pretty much everybody in that community. And uh, once I got in there and learned um, kind of their discords, that's big. There's a lot of different areas and I spent some time in there. It became my central hub for Web3. So that's where mm -hmm. I spend all my time. So I talk to all the people. That's where I get sent to other things. But that's where I spent. You probably have a place where you spend most of your time. The monkey baby business is like where I spend most of my time. And you know, like us all, we all have 40 discords, whatever. Maybe some people have hundreds, like, but I, I that's the first place I click. And um, ever since, it's just been a, a great ride. And I highly suggest it. But as, as I, I have a lot of ETH friends, and it's not, it's not easy convincing anybody to go over and, and do this. So I, lo I love being some ETH NFTs, been kind of like an ETH maxi for a long time. Similar crypto story to you as well. And, um, but when I went over to Solana and, you know, started trading like mean coins and shit coins and buying NFTs and trading NFTs, I really enjoyed the low transaction fees. <laughs> that was just something that uh, almost makes you scratch your head. You're like, what am I doing spending yeah. 10, 20, 100, $200 on gas fees and transaction fees. And it really causes, uh, you know, a Solano ecosystem. If you get a 5, 10% on a project or a meme coin, you feel comfortable taking your position down because yeah. you're not spending a crazy amount in gas fees. So you're, you're kind of like hit, hit the nail on the head when you said when ETH guys come over to Solana, very difficult to go back. I'm finding myself spending. 70% of my time now in these Solana projects uh, I've acquired over time. And I've been loving it. Really, really uh, reinvigorated me, to be honest with you, with the entire chain, with Solana over, overall. And it doesn't hurt when the price goes up too. You know, I was I started buying like Solana this, this go around, around like $19, $20. So like I was drinking the Kool-Aid as it was rising, but could definitely relate. Once you go over to Solana, real hard to go back. Yeah, and it's like counterintuitive to like when you're on ETH, like it doesn't make sense. Like, let's say a project, a, a meme coin or a project gains traction, right? <laughs> and everybody starts being active in that ecosystem. It drives the gas price up. 
which cuts into the potential profits you're making. So like this meme coin, maybe it's like some guy that has a couple hundred bucks wants to buy Pepe and he buys it and he wants to exit, but then it costs him like his profit to get like it's so like <laughs> yeah. it, it just doesn't make sense. And like if you want things to grow and you want the popularity to grow, that should never be a consideration if you have this other option. So Solana is basically saying like bring all the meme coins and all the irrelevant cheaper NFTs over here. Do it all over mm-hmm. here because like whatever, keep the fancy art and keep the like high end things over on ETH if you want. You want to you want to do that? That makes sense to me like high end transactions. Yeah. $50 gas fee on like a 200k thing like whatever, okay. But like you want to incentivize new users and like retail and stuff like that, like that want to bring 50 bucks. Like I got a neighbor, I'm in a, I'm in the suburbs. I got a neighbor that works at Qualcomm and I had like convinced him to buy bonk at some point <laughs> and like he fucking loves it. Right. He's, he's yeah, a yeah. Tech guy and like he doesn't know anything about crypto. He doesn't have the time for it, but now he's on Solana. He's got the phantom wallet set up. I'm telling him about Jupiter airdrops coming up, telling him to do this, do that. It could be a free few hundred bucks for you. Like whatever. You can't do that on ETH. Like, you know, what are you talking about? So look, and I love ETH. I still have ETH. I own ETH NFTs, but like the use cases for gambling and NFTs, it's like, you know, it just doesn't make sense. In my opinion. Then you you have guys like uh, Franklin Templeton tweeting out like uh, (laughs) dog with hat memes yesterday and calling it out and the price is going through the roof. And I'm like, what what world am I in right now? This is this feels like I'm in the Matrix, but it's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, if there's one thing Solana could do, it's hype shit up real, real great. Yeah, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that since, I mean, I don't know how many cycles you've been through with Solana, NFT specifically, and meme coins. You know, Ethereum's been through a few of them. So I have some Ethereum Maxi friends that know the game of meme coin, DeFi, cycling through certain um, derivatives and things like that. Uh, I, I hear Solana's a lot faster. You got to get in and out a lot quicker with projects. I'm not sure if that's more of the same or is kind of changing a bit now that more eyeballs are on it. And more people utilizing it. I myself, Ethereum Maxi, has now converted to Solana full time. I'm on my Phantom wallet every day. I haven't touched my MetaMask. It's so difficult to use the MetaMask wallet versus the Phantom. You, I can do everything on there. Uh, so I'm just preaching to the choir here. But um, yeah, I'm seeing all the bullish signals for Solana and just wondering is it going to, you see it maturing or is it, um, you know, repeating maybe the 2021 strats a little bit? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I- I was talking to somebody about meme coin seasons and I'm starting to picture it like, you know how an NFL season or something like it's always, there's a cadence to it. You know, you have like preseason, you got the season, you got the playoffs, you got the thing, you, then you got off season. It's the same thing. Meme coin season can pop off at any point without you knowing it. And it takes like one day and then it just cascades. I don't remember. I think it was, I think it was Bonk probably for this previous one. Bonk went on like a tear. I don't, I don't know if that was the thing that set it off. Um, it, well, Jito did, right? Like Jito happened mm-hmm. too and like put some, like pumped a little bit of money in there. But like once Bonk ran and then like one other one ran, like it just, like shit just went crazy. And it lasted like three weeks. I would say we're kind of on the, 
you're almost seeing like an echo right now. Some of them are kind of going again. But like you're saying, there's this I'm a feel player, right? Like when it comes to poker, I'm not exactly the most quant based or whatever. But like there is a feel to a meme coin season, right? There is like a a start. There's like an apex, euphoric, nothing loses. Throw any dart at the wall. They're all going. You can refresh your Telegram bonk bot, which I don't know if you guys have used bonk bot yet or any of those, but it's un- unreal. You could just be <laughs> slinging it around on your phone while you're walking your dog. Um, and then, you know, a couple start to like fail and you start to see those charts where people are like, don't worry, the falling wedge is going to break out again and we're going to go to all time. Once I start seeing that, I'm like, okay, we've, we've gone over that arc and there's going to be a point where they all get wrecked for a while. And it's being able to feel those ebbs and flows through like Twitter sentiment and all that. That's very difficult. I try to stay away. Like I dabble. I can't help myself. I, but what? But even as like a guy who's traded professionally a long time, I feel like I'm lo- like I'm not. I just can't keep up the proper timing of it. I'm always like a little bit late or a little bit early, so I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, and and you know certain ones are like long. Like I have a bag of bonk that I'm just gonna hold on to because I actually think it's a legitimate coin now. I don't. I, don't, I have it in like a different category. But, you know, all these like fucking just copy paste a word ones. These are like moonshot, like par- parabola TPs, you know, up and down. Really difficult, um, but fun. Like there's no there's no way you don't enjoy that as part of it's part of it is now cemented as part of the culture of Solana, but like crypto and like you better yeah. fucking accept it because because <laughs> that's that's sticking around, you know? Um, at this point, I don't even remember what the question was, but like you get, talking about meme coins. And like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you answered a question that I didn't even have a question for, which is great because, yeah, I think meme coins previous to, I don't know, 2017 was the first meme coin I heard. It was, you know, Doge was the first meme. Now they become an actual kind of like uh, sector in itself within crypto. So, yeah. yeah, excited for that. They have like their own section in coin market cap meme coins, you know, right? So, yeah, that's a whole mm-hmm. nother game. But yeah, the original question. Uh, and I could I could kind of answer as an outsider. I see it maturing the NFT space and um, I mean the Solana ecosystem because my DeFi friends in Ethereum are all talking about DeFi and Solana now. Before they never talked about that. You know, Jupe you mentioned and liquidity pools. Uh, yeah, just pooling in general. That's uh, uh, being very very popular right now in, in Solana. So I definitely see it maturing. And I'm waiting for. Uh, I was telling uh, Brian and some of my Solana friends like Mint and Nucci. And I'm waiting for a Solana project to be featured on Sotheby's, you know, because, you know, Bitcoin's fine. They got, they got the first one, like, not too long ago. And then Ethereum has that. I was, I'm wondering, I was like, is Solana, you know, going to feature one? I was, I'm curious, like, why isn't artist over there more now that it's popping off? I thought it'd be a perfect time. But, yeah, maybe, um, yeah, those are kind of my thoughts on Solana overall. Yeah, and I don't, with the whole, like, art scene, it's tough. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, it'd be funny because I bet Solana people would troll the shit out of it. Like that's the type of thing people <laughs> right. Solana are. They're like, Sotheby's, <laughs> fuck that. We don't want our stuff in Christie's and all these auctions or whatever. <laughs> right. But I would say the ecosystem as a whole is progressing. There are definitely pockets that are very immature. Um, but when you when you start to look across the entire Solana ecosystem, you can find these 
NFTs that are like um, monkey baby business that are a bit more, I would call it serious. Um, then you can find the hyped mints, whatever. Um, but then you start expanding to, uh, aside from the NFTs and meme coins, you have the compressed NFT thing that I think is like a really big deal for big companies to start doing rewards programs with and, and things like that. Um, I'm, I'm still waiting for that. Like, it seems available. Like, like some company could come in and be that thing, like Starbucks did on um, maybe Polygon, okay. or I can't mm-hmm. remember what they did. But yeah. like, that's available with compressed NFTs now. You can make millions of them for like hundred bucks. Um, the D pin stuff that's starting is like, if you start thinking about that stuff, it's like, do you think they could really compete with Verizon and AT and T? Like, like for um. Uh, helios or helium i can't i always get mm-hmm. those two confused helium i think but like the fact that you're doing decentralized um network like physical networks so for a phone network you have the hive mapper for driving around with the dash cams like you guys have heard about these things yeah mm-hmm. i mean these are the types of things where i'm like okay things are like maturing in the solana ecosystem the whole like yield farming staking all that stuff is still a little bit like I'm a little scared. <laughs> I'm like, there could be like a some sort of domino effect here where like all this farming like goes the opposite way on us and everybody is like retracting back and um, you know, maybe there'd be some hacks or something. But right now everything's being handled, high volumes are being handled, the network somehow doesn't go down. Um f- and then you want to start talking about Fire Dancer in the future, that's gonna basically solidify its it's uptime for good. I think that's the main characteristic outside of the speed. It's going to have like a parallel running system so that if one goes down, the other one's right there. And, um, you know, as a trader, once you see the price not really dump farther after the FTX crash, uh, <laughs> probably time to buy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so here we are. Uh, so yeah, uh, maturing in certain ways and still absolute trash buckets in, in the <laughs> other ways. <Yeah. laughs> That's what makes it fun, though. Do you own a Solana phone? Uh, right. That was uh, the mid-curve shit right there, right? Left yeah. curves is buy A. You're in the Solana <laughs> ecosystem. Support it. Buy the phone. So we all pre-ordered our, our uh, Solana 2s or whatever, but those aren't going to be there for a year. So, um, But again cool like like that's when it makes you start thinking about what what's possible with nfts right like they're gonna be like oh we're only sending it to the phones and like now all of a sudden there's like this you're getting paid to own a phone (laughs) and then like other projects that are starting are like oh wait you're getting a lot of attention if you like airdrop certain things in certain places right um so i think like mad lads and tensorian tensorians have like taken the lead is that they're kind of like ahead of the game thinking of all this stuff. Plus, they're going to have coins. Um, yeah, I mean, Mad Lads, I, I was just realizing the other day, they're like, I mean, those things are like 15, 17K at this point. They're like <laughs> a legitimate, expensive NFT. You know, yeah. you kind of forget that because Solana was just $15 yesterday. Right. You know, you got, <laughs> um, so yeah, we really have a divide. We have like a few, um, really cemented nfts and then it's like a race like below that it's like very segregated so um there's still a lot of opportunity for projects to come in there i think some eth projects should like i don't know think about 
using their uh, network that they have and like rolling over here and trying to become like partner partners in a way, but ha- haven't really seen that. So well, yeah. We saw we saw it a little bit with the uh, crypto undead project that was released True. on Solana. You know they had they whitelisted a ton of projects on ETH, and I was lucky enough to win a few of those raffles because of some of my ETH holdings. And you know I was already in the Solana ecosystem, but a lot of people I knew that were ETH maxis I'm in these discords with win, won the raffle because of their ETH holdings, and now they're experiencing Solana NFTs for the first time, and kind of absolutely loving it. Yeah, isn't that funny? Like, you know, they wouldn't, for the death of them, try Solana, but you offer them, uh, you know, <laughs> offer somebody over a thousand dollars, all of a sudden they're like, okay, uh, what was the wallet that I needed? You know, <laughs> like I, I have a punk, so I got, I hit up uh, the that punk sticks cord, and I got five pre-sales for that. Sweet. And right now they're trading at what they're they're still unrevealed, and maybe at like thirteen or fourteen yeah. or something. Yeah. I mean. You're just given like five. If you sold them all right when they started listing, you you made 10k right away, yeah. unrevealed. What a 10K, world, <laughs> you know? Like that type of stuff is probably going to start happening more and more. Um, because we didn't see that in the last NFT run too much, where like the high end projects were being like airdropped things, right? To to garner like people aren't using the popularity of the big projects to like drop their stuff to them so that they'll maybe like and support their project but we're seeing that now and that's like a whole new meta is like well maybe now it's more important to own certain things because of the potential like the phone right um yeah Yeah, that that airdrop meta has been the same for i would like to say for punk holders you guys got just so much throughout the last few years and um, yeah, that's exciting to see people come over to the Solana ecosystem in that regard. Yeah, airdrop season's been like no other. I've never seen so many airdrops in my life in both Solana and in, and different networks just for, you gotta be careful out there. Like everyone's losing their shirts too, connecting to wallets, yeah. trying for these free airdrops. Like I've never seen it like it is right now. Um, but kind of segueing to what's upcoming, you know, in poker and in, in trading, you know, you could probably find an edge, what you know, depending on who you're sitting with or how the markets like, you know, how do markets play into crypto and NFTs per se, and how do you find opportunities in in, in markets current or in the future? Yeah, it's interesting because I really like traditional finance too, right? Like I, I try to think about how liquidity metrics in the real world affect all different types of asset classes and. That's one thing is like most people in crypto could give a fuck about that, right? They just want to look at their crypto holdings and hope they go up. Um, But I'm always trying to tie together like how they're correlating currently to traditional like tech, right? Whether it's like correlations to NASDAQ, is that breaking down? Is that increasing? What does that mean? What does that mean for my type of investing, right? I'm trying to become more of like a buy and hold crypto guy right like to 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 like the curve meme is like become the meme of the year is like you're either absolutely brilliant or just shut the fuck up and don't don't sell right and the mid mid one is like where i always find myself trending towards like well i want to save like the 30 percent pullback here and then i can like reallocate it but then you have taxes right like that the tax implication is like brutal um in America. 
so like then you have like on Solana, you can earn a ton of yield, right? So like I just stake all my Solana and I get like seven or eight percent yield, which is like awesome. Um but then you gotta consider like, okay, if you think a thirty percent pullback's coming in the 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 broader crypto ecosystem and you sell a portion to like buy back, well then you're giving up potential um state you're not only gonna have to pay taxes, but like you're giving up the uh, yield that you're going to be generating. So it's really tough. And I think it's a very difficult, um, even though it's easier in certain ways, like maybe technical trades will like work better in these nascent markets that aren't as mature and like obvious. But the the way to overall think about the system and, and how to invest in it, I think is actually pretty difficult unless you have a very good plan. And we've talked, I did a, I did a podcast with Ravi, who's a, a big MBB holder, and he talked a lot about how to plan. And I think it's worth worth it for everybody to watch. He's been a guy who's been around since the um, dot-com boom, trading and investing. And just that type of stuff really helps me not let those like, because you get these emotional spikes and you just want to act. You want to like take control of the situation um, to, to feel like you're doing something and i have to like constantly talk to these guys and remember my plan to not allow those emotional spikes to dictate what i'm going to do um so it's not easy if i had to guess like gun to my head right now uh from what i see i i think (laughs) etf was great uh we have jupuary in the solana ecosystem if you don't know what that is like Jupiter is going to be airdropping a shit ton of money to everybody. My spidey sense is telling me the timeline's actually lining up pretty poorly and that um, these next two weeks could be kind of bad unless we break out of this uh, range we've been in in Solana and Bitcoin catches a bid, which right now, I don't know if you guys are like looking, we're kind of back to the uh, lows after the ETF. So like, I don't love the near term, to be honest with you. Um, everything else for the previous few months was just like moonshot. You didn't really have any tough decisions, but like now we find ourselves at an inflection point where again, I'm getting all these feelings of like, I should do something or whatever. Um, but I have to like look past that and think like, okay, do I think the 2024 outlook um, is good for general global liquidity? Do I think it's good in the US? Do I think it's good on a technical basis? Do I think it's good in an uh crypto ecosystem basis and if all, all those are lining up i can like be comfortable with holding right which i i do think by the way those do look good um from all those different aspects but these this near term i am i am kind of worried about and when you when you have your bags go up so much like one thing i think people aren't used to is like the swings are bigger right so if you put in 10k into solana at 20 bucks and your solana 6x's all of a sudden when it has like a 30 percent pullback you are not used to like losing that much money in that amount of time so it like can really fuck with you so you have to kind of think about these numbers and like maybe try to take the numbers away and make it more of a, a game um but it's hard to do it's real money so it's not easy but planning and talking to other people in the ecosystem that are smarter than you and have like better track records mm-hmm. it all comes down to networking in life right i guess that that helps uh for a lot of people and don't listen to the shit coiners 
I usually <laughs> don't follow Ansem and think that you're going to win as much as Ansem's going to win. All right. Dude can press a button and make money. So like, <laughs> so any, you have your eyes on any upcoming soul NFT projects, anything that you're kind of hyped about? Not really. So I, I, I think that we have a God candle and soul NFTs at some point soon. Um, Still kind of waiting for that, though. I, I don't know what's going to cause that, but I don't think we've seen that yet. I feel like there's going to be some, whether it's the current leaders, like I'd mentioned before, like SMBs, Mad Lads, Tensorians, Block Rons, what, whatever these kind of bigger ones are, whether or not they catapult and like really go. Like, I want to see. Uh, a soul floor at 500 somewhere, some project, somebody's got to yeah. like be the king by a long, like a long shot, right? Punks have it. Fidenzas have it. Like they're just whatever. I don't feel like, yeah, we kind of have blue chips, but like not really. Like I want to see a statement and I haven't seen that yet. When it comes to upcoming projects, I don't know. You, you hear things here and there, but nothing is like, Nothing's super exciting to me. So right now, I think it's like my idea is just have a few of the things that you think have that chance of like making that statement run, um, especially with all the airdrop meta that's that's been going on. And then pick your spots. I don't know. Just be ready. Like there's some really good opportunities out there. These things are they're minting cheap. And if you if you keep your ear to the ground, like just just like meme coins, like you can find that that big winner and buy a fucking monkey baby <laughs> buy one. just one <laughs> they're like awesome. 16 17 soul and if you stick around for six months to a year you will you will make much more than that if you pay attention to what's going on in the discords via other people in the discords so yeah i, I can vouch for that i uh I have a small solana group chat and uh yeah it's paying dividends for sure MBB. So yeah, I had the same question as, as Brian to wrap things up in a little different way. Uh, what type of you know, idealistic utility uh, would you like to see in NFTs um, if it exists already or doesn't, how to make it better? And I'll go first. I love this question because uh, I'm a big credit cards points guy. And I'm, uh, Etihad Airlines has already issued NFTs that you can stake for uh, airport uh, airline rewards. And I'm super stoked about that. So that's the ones that I'm most excited about. Is there anything that kind of like floats your boats in terms of NFT utilities? It's a good question, man. I, I, I really don't know. Like, I feel like it's a lot of, like, I don't, I'm not a great visionary thinker. I'm only like, I retroactively understand things. I'm like, oh, of course that makes sense. That's so mm -hmm. valuable or whatever. I would love to see more like, um, reasons to own an NFT, right? <laughs> like. I feel like you're you're a little bit starting to see that with like the phone and and some of these getting like if you own 20 quecks or whatever like they're getting a lot of the opportunities that other people aren't getting right like I need a reason to really own something to me for MBBs it's for making money via the people in there like that that's what I see the utility for outside of that like what's the reason like I, I don't know um so I would like to see like obvious reasons I need to be holding one certain thing. And I don't feel like that's it. Like for punks, 
to me, the reason you want to own a punk is because it's the fucking grail of grails. It's right. Maybe it's not the first ever thing or whatever, but like if somebody says crypto NFTs, people usually think, even normies think crypto punk. Like that's, that's the reason. Like that could be the million dollar floor price NFT of like the future or whatever. But like, give, like take Fidenza, like, okay, generative art looks like real art, but like maybe, maybe it's just like fizzles out into the distance because thousands and thousands of other things come like what's the reason to hold it i don't i don't see that so i think um i think mad lads are kind of thinking about that tensorians too but i i don't know i don't want to speak for those projects because i I don't know what they're doing behind the scenes so that's what i would like to see a little bit more of a reason for me to not just want to have soul you know like my whole my whole thesis this bear market was protect my soul don't like Stop fucking wasting my soul. Like I bought a Catalina whale for like 450 soul back when soul was at like, I don't know. It was on its way down. It was still like 40 bucks or something, right? And I look back at that and, and I'm like, waste soul. Like I, I wasn't thinking broadly, like where, what direction? I was not protecting my soul. So I want a reason to spend my soul. You know, that's probably my answer. <laughs> Good, good enough reason than any other. Yeah, for sure. I, for one second, I was like, protect your soul, like S-O-U-L. I'm like, what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> you got to do that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we know that you provide a ton of value. Personally, I know that because I, I skimmed through discords um, and you are just there providing value all the time. So appreciate that um, for the MBB community. And yeah, how, how do, do you want people to find you? How do people connect with you? Um, how do we, uh, um, yeah, how does people find you? Yeah, I, I, uh, I have a funny, my name on Discord is Ski God from, from Bubble Goose Ballers back in the day. It's kind of a, a, a story <laughs> in itself. It has nothing to do with skiing. Um, otherwise, on Twitter, I'm James Rosenthal, James with a Y. And uh, yeah, spend time on there. Um, but yeah, in the Discord, I mainly hang out on Wall Street Corner in MBB where we talk a lot of like macro, um, you know, stuff in more traditional finance. And then we kind of try to relate that to crypto and stuff. So that's where I'm at. Otherwise, I'm just in my home office dicking around. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate you trying to get people out of Web3 into touch grass also. So wherever in San Diego, I'm going to take you up on that run. Uh, I know you post out at MBB also, so I'm excited for that because I will be down in San Diego for Comic-Con. Comic-Con, let's go. <laughs> well, yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. I hope uh, I hope this makes at least one person out there consider Solana a little bit more. Um, there's some serious, serious people out there. They're really trying to make moves, and uh, it's just a little bit more fun. It's not so serious. That's yeah. kind of how we roll. Awesome. It's oh, been great having you, James. Oh, yeah. Funky babies. nice awesome we would love to have you back on the future so thanks james yep feel free to reach out see you guys